and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. What an amazing time we have so far uh, in this passage of Scripture. I'd like to uh, share with you David's inner struggle. Uh, at this point in Psalm 52, he had been attacked left and right by his enemies. And yet we find him in this passage of Scripture still taking refuge in God. We're talking about this abiding in him since the start of this year. And we see here even uh, David himself, who have learned how to take refuge in God in the midst of adverse situation. May we all learn that uh, kind of disposition to always uh, run to God and express our gratitude and confidence in our God, our Savior. And so today, this morning, as we go on and look at this passage of Scripture, I have noticed three um, contrasts in the story right here in this chapter. Uh, actually, this is backed up by passages from the Old Testament, especially in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 21 and 22. It talks about this guy by the name of Dog. Uh, not Dog Dog, but Dog with, the, with an E-G at the end. His his uh, dog is uh, is a, a loyal server of King Saul. He had been, as what it says in First Samuel twenty one verse seven, um, uh, his uh, his name is Dog the Edomite, the chief of Saul's herdsman. In chapter twenty two, he was described as an Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul. So you can surmise, nobody can, can stand by the servants, uh, uh, next to the servants of Saul who are weakling and, and thin and, and, and a person who looked like so weak. I don't think so. This guy is, you could imagine like Captain America kind of guy, all right? This guy is strong. And, and this guy had something in his life um, that, uh, you can contrast as far as the life of David is concerned. He had uh, uh, put his confidence to his loyalty to the king. And in, out of that loyalty came the way he would perform his task. He would do it with such finesse and such greatness. But I'd like us to know that it's not because you're doing excellent in serving your king it doesn't mean that you're doing what is good. There's a big difference between human greatness and divine goodness. That's the first contrast I'd like to show us today. This is what happened in, in, first, in first Samuel. Uh, we're talking about human greatness versus divine goodness. It says in verse 1, let me read it to us. It says, Why do you boast, O evil, O mighty man? Well, before that, there's a statement on top of that. It says, To the choir master, a masculine of David, when Dog, the Edomite, came and told Saul, David has come to the house of Ahimelech. He has told on David. And so here's the verse. Why do you boast, O evil, O mighty man? He was called as mighty man. 
Uh, usually, the other guys who are really uh, called mighty, who are a bit nicer, are the men who went uh, with David. But the rest, every time a word mighty man is mentioned in the Bible, they're always usually evil. All right, and one of them is dog right here. And it says, the steadfast love of, the, of God endures all the day. Your tongue plots destruction like a sharp razor, you worker of deceit. So we see him here. He was boasting of evil. He was described as a mighty man. He was mighty because at one point, king had asked the guard to kill all the priests led by Ahimelech who had allowed David, uh, who have accommodated David, given refuge to David, given food to David, and allowed David to escape. And when, when the king found out, because dog told the king, the king told the guard, why don't you kill all these priests? The guard couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He feared God more than the king. So what the king did, he asked Dog to do it. So the Edomite killed the priest, 85 persons, that's what the scripture says. He killed all of them that day. And you could see him as a as mighty warrior. You could think he was, he's a warrior, but hey, if you're really a mighty warrior, why kill the priest who don't have any weapon? Isn't that a sign of cowardice? So I don't think he's really great, but oh, let's just say he's great because he was so loyal to the king. But let me tell you this. There is no righteousness in what he did. Human greatness has nothing to do with divine goodness. The second contrast I see in this passage of scripture is found in, um, in verse 2. Your tongue, as, I've said, as it says here, your tongue plus destruction, like sharp razor, you worker of deceit. You love evil more than good, lying more than speaking what is right. You love, you love all words that devour a deceitful tongue. Deceitful tongue versus delightful words. Why deceitful tongue? Because um, apparently, Doug had, um, had been telling on the king, on David to the king, and they had been... Uh, uh, maligning his reputation and he had been he had been stealing basically someone else's reputation that's basically what it means when you slander somebody is slandering is actually stealing what do you mean by stealing you're stealing someone else's reputation and that's what he had been doing to david he was telling uh, on on david to the king about how bad he was but actually, he was twisting words. He, he had deceitful tongue. It wasn't delightful words. These are only because he wanted the king's favor for himself because, because king's favor means riches. We'll see that as we move along. So that's the second contrast I've noticed. First, human greatness has nothing to do with divine goodness. Second, deceitful tongue is, 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 was magnified here of, of dog compared to delightful words. And the last one is sudden destruction versus eternal protection. Let me read verse 5 as we move along. Verse 5, but God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent, and he will uproot you from the land of the living 
Notice that. He will break you down, snatch you, tear you from your tent, approach you from the land of the living. He's using an uh, agricultural uh, 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 metaphor here. It's talking about uprooting like an olive tree. But I want you to look at verse 6. The righteous shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, See the man who would not make God his refuge. Here's a man who decided not to take God as his refuge, but instead trusted in the abundance of his riches. You see that? The favor that he was asking, he was uh, leaning on as far as the king's favor is concerned, is, is that's where he's putting his refuge on. And he says, and sought refuge in his own destruction without knowing by doing that, he's taking refuge in his own destruction. So we see here dog's destiny that he has trusted the king and the source of his provision instead of God. And look at what happened to uh, David here in the next verse. But I am like green olive tree. This is now the psalmist talking about David in the house of the Lord. During that time, olive trees have been planted near the house of the Lord. I trust in the steadfast love of God forever and ever. The word trust has something to do with taking refuge in God. When you are hiding yourself in God, when you're taking refuge in God in the midst of tumultuous situation, when you run to God, that, that, that's the picture of trusting in God. So I say to us today, in God, we should trust not on men, not in their provision and riches, but we take refuge in God. And then the last one, he says, I will thank you forever because you have done it. Now the psalmist is thanking God for he has been delivered, that you have delivered me, basically. You have done it, and I will, and I will wait for your name, for it is good. Once again, here's the goodness of God. It's always good to have our morning worship and prayer Waiting on God is always good. Taking refuge in Him daily is always good. And it says, in the presence of the godly, especially we do it on site, <laughs> not just always online. Especially, it says, you're in the presence of the godly. It's a picture of a church where we're gathered together and we're all worshiping God together. May we all be encouraged with that word today. And I'd like us to come and join me again and Worship God again this morning. Every voice, every nation, let the rising generation shout the name of the risen Lord. You are strength, you are able. You forever will be faithful. You fulfill the promise of yours. Every voice, every voice, every nation, let the rising generation shout the name of the risen Lord. strength you are strength you are able you forever will be 
Amazing worship and gathering this morning, even via online. But uh, there's nothing like reading our own Bibles. Please read the book of Psalms on your own. Let this morning worship gathering, worship prayer and, and, and word just uh, as a teaser for what God has in store for you in your daily devotion. And besides, don't let this online replace you coming together on a weekend in a church setting on site with all the believers worshiping God together. Of course, uh, of course, with all the social distancing, uh, but there's nothing like coming together, worshiping God in the midst of the godly. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for allowing us to gather once again this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the book of Psalms that you have given us a, a place, an example of people who can lament, at the same time, people who can praise you. So Lord, today we want to express our love and devotion to you even through this uh, uh, Lord online uh, meeting this morning. May your name continue to be glorified in the whole of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.